0: You gotta trust the process, player. the process, the process, uh, welcome to the process, player. I say you gotta trust the, uh, cue the interview, I got some shit to say, how persistence about this business really got me here today,
1: Kicking game, it's a podcast, but this here a different lane, hit you with some hidden gems, but then it's meant to... Welcome Brassi. to the process, man. Brassi. With your host, Brassi. Cue the Interview. Man, this Brassi. is my first Brassi. podcast, man. My Brassi. first interview. Brassi. I'm motherfucking nervous. But shit, I'm in here. I got a special guest today, man. He, uh, he's uh, he been so inspirational to me. I've been watching him grow. He and I have been friends since uh, middle school, sixth grade. We started off at Lake Olympia, then we went to Quail Valley, then we met again. At Prairie View, and um, you know how you meet somebody that's uh naturally funny, like I know, like social media now, you could just be funny, you could be all type, uh, a different type of person on the internet, but then you know, when you see that person in real life, they're not even fucking funny. But I could genuinely say this guy that I have today is genuinely funny in in person, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I admire this guy. When I call him, you know, I talk to him about different things. Uh, he's always in- encouraging, reading books and things of that nature. And um, he kind of inspired me to start this podcast, The Process, because he told me his story. And once, when he told me his story, I was like, damn, bro, shit. Other people need to hear this story because it probably, be, probably be another Mark Zuckerberg uh, sitting on the couch right now not knowing where the fuck to start. And I was like, but you have paved the way, and during this whole pandemic, we have learned that uh, you got to get money in all avenues, you know, at multiple streams of income, uh, because your job can let you go at, at any point. So I just feel like, you know, you need to f- figure out what your purpose is, or uh, and what your gifts is, and you need to be in that lane, cause that 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 gift will pay, you know, what I'm saying, put you in front of the people that you need to be. But, you know, that's on another uh, podcast episode. But uh, Mark, I call Mark and I talk to him about different things. And and he just be so 100, you know, and I just feel like I say, man, Mark, you inspired me to start something that to to put people like you on this platform so other people can see what you do. And also, you're a person that looks like me, the same age as me, and you get into it. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like... um, you gotta be my first guest, and today I want to introduce you to Mark
0: Day. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> it's a, a honor to be on here with one of my close friends, long-term friends, Sean <clears throat> Molden. Um, I think he gave me a little bit too much credit. <laughs> nah, no shit. I don't I own that motherfucker, man. Uh, you know, it's it's um, it's been a process, you know, along the way with. Growth, you know, and I look at life like it's a growing experience and most people get to a level of growth and they stunt their growth. And when I say they stunt their growth, when they think that they reach their true potential, they hadn't even really scratched the surface of their true potential and true potential. is something that can't be taught. It can't be bought. It's just something that's innate in you, and when you find it, it's like that glow. And I, I, I can, I consider it. I compare it to the glow. Like I don't know if anybody ever seen Last Dragon. Right. I was yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's like that glow, and like, but you have to, but you have to go through, you know, the tough times. And when I say the tough times, I mean, you know, the toughest of times for you to really, for you to really shine. And and most people don't really know what tough times feel like mm-hmm. and how to grow from them because tough times break people down. So I don't want to jump into it too fast, but um, to, I guess, revert back to, you know, our beginning. Right. Like, <laughs> I met Sean when I was in uh, middle school, I think. Qu-
1: uh, Lake Olympic, Queer Valley.
0: Quail Valley. Yes. Quail Valley, and um, yeah, I was always a trouble kid. <laughs> I was, was I was, I was, I was a trouble kid. Like I, I stayed in trouble. I, I never forget. It's funny because I watched that Mike Epps show. Yeah. Um, uh, and he talked about the time that um, uh, they came and got him out of his regular classes.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> and uh, drug him to special classes, Ooh. and. Uh, yeah. That's basically what happened to me. It was so it was it was a spot on because, you know. So he was using the all day class. I was in the all day classes. I, I had. I'm not gonna mention no names, but I got a lot of friends oh, that <laughs> I was there. You know, and um, and mentally it was a setback. Okay. You know, mentally it was it it is a setback, but. Um, you know, you have to get over the barriers that people put in front of you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, cuz yes, they label you different things, but that's that doesn't mean that that's what you are. Right. On. And I had a behavioral problem. I still have a behavioral problem. Me too. <laughs> so, you know, so but you know, to channel that energy in a positive way okay. is what I had to learn how to do. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I channeled that energy in a way that disrupts corporate America. You know and I do things that's out of the norm of what they do okay. and that's, that's what, she yeah So that's when you become a headache, but All right. when people understand the positive aspect and the knowledge and Trying to figure out things that other people can't figure out was a gift and a curse okay. because like growing up through school when I first met you and you know all throughout my middle school, uh, high school years and even partly into college. Cause I didn't even know, I didn't even really want to go to college. Like, you know, that was just something my, my parents said we were supposed to do. Okay. Um, and, uh, so throughout those years, like I had to figure out how to channel my energy and it was, it would come out in the best of ways or the worst of ways. Yeah. And I had to, you know, figure out like how to make everything that I do positive. That's yes, that's crazy that you see me say that, man, because like you said, you was a troubled
1: kid and um, shit, I was on Ridley. Yeah. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> my mama put me on Ridley, man. I was like, shit, how you gonna put me on Ridley? And I'm gonna go to P.E. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> how the fuck are you gonna do that shit, mama? But hey, but it, it, it is what it is. So mm-hmm. I, I end up meeting Mark again in Prairie View. And it's so crazy that I met Mark at Prairie View, and we, was, we were just chilling one day in the dormitories, and he had got a, a new aquarium. And uh, I said, man, Mark, we ain't supposed to have uh, pets in the, uh, the dorm room. <laughs> he said, man, fuck that. He had a new fish. He said, I spent a lot of money on this fish, and the fish died. <laughs> and um, I said, where the fish at? Say man, I got it in the freezer. I said, you got it fr- in the freezer. I say, uh, oh, shit, you uh, what you gonna do with it? I'm gonna take that motherfucker back. Yeah. I'm gonna take a dead fish back. He said, I mean, I, I paid too much money for it. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna take it back. So how did that turn out? What what did, what did you end up doing? Uh, I probably end up taking it back. Okay. <laughs> so along along the road, <coughs> he told me, say, man, Q, I um. Uh, I started a, a aquarium business. I say, for real? You like, yeah. So I would see Mark at PV, Prairie, View and, and the university where we where we produce productive people. Um he'll be in and out. You know, I I went on with my life and he went on with his, but i rarely rarely, rarely seen him.
0: What what were you doing at the time? Uh when I started that aquarium business, uh-huh. um, I had a close friend of mine that actually went to PV with me. And, um, uh, prior to the quorum business, it was the same year, uh-huh. same, uh, freshman year. Oh, two. Uh, oh, two. I, I went to my friend and I was like, Hey, you know, we were roommates at the time. And I was like, it's first thing that we did. I was like, Hey, uh. We need to start selling hot dogs and hamburgers because we got this place called Williams Chicken and it's too far from for us to walk. Right, 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 right. And uh so we started selling hot dogs and hamburgers. <laughs> and my 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 friend was like, oh. He was like, Nobody gonna buy no hot dogs and hamburgers from us. Nah. And we because we stand in the dorm room, uh UC. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I cooked them for the first night on the George Foreman grill that we put in between <laughs> the bathroom. <laughs> And uh, nobody came. Nobody came for the first night. Trust the process. Yeah, trust the process. So (laughs) nobody came for the first night. Second night, like, what I did was I put a sign on the door on the outside. And I was like, uh, we're going to put $1 hamburgers, two hot dogs for $1. So he was like, okay. He's still doing his work. And I'm making hot dogs and hamburgers. I open up the door to let the smell go out in the hallway. Right. And uh, so... The smell got in the hallway and uh we get one customer that night. Come on. All right, and when in the next night we started, uh I did it again. We only made one dollar the first night. Well fuck it. Yeah. You never so, give up. Yeah. So the next night we made uh I started cooking. We got a knock on the door as soon as I made my first hamburger. Like, let me get one of those hamburgers. And uh I sold him the hamburger. And he ain't get up off the bed. He's still doing his work. I'm doing my hamburgers. You and a motherfucker believe Yeah. Yeah. And and we get another knock on the door. And I I serve them two hot dogs. Okay. Get another knock on the door. About 15 minutes later, he got up off of his bed. What you got going? He got up off of his (laughs) bed and was like, I'm going (laughs) to help you make these hamburgers. Oh, yeah. Now you're a believer. Yeah. So... (laughs) You know, within um, uh, I say a week's time period, we had the whole campus going. And and uh, at the end of that little session, yeah. we end up uh, going to Christmas break. And Christmas break, uh, they took our George Foreman grill, and they kicked us out of the out of the out of the college, out of the UC college. They said really? we couldn't, we cannot could come back. Because we were cooking and it was against the rules. For real? Yeah. So we ended up getting kicked out, me and him. Damn. And um and I was like and he was like, man, what are we gonna do now? And I was like, Oh, well we gonna uh we gonna put up Christmas lights.
1: Okay.
0: And he was like Christmas lights. Nobody's going to do Christmas lights. What are you talking about? He said, "02." And, yeah, we were out. 19. 02. Yeah, we were 18, 19. Okay. Yeah. And I was like we're going to put up Christmas lights. And he was like what do you mean Christmas lights? And I was like Christmas lights. We're going to hang Christmas lights for people mm-hmm. and go out in Missouri City, Sugarland area Southwest and pass Island. out Yeah, yeah, and pass out cars. The first year that we did Christmas lights was we were freshmen at the time we made over five thousand dollars
1: freshmen.
0: as freshmen putting out Christmas lights in this area. No one was doing it at that time. You see Christmas lights all over now.
1: nobody was doing it
0: nobody was doing was it
1: Josephine Johnny at Run
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So nobody was doing it, and then you know it turned into a mainstream business. Like all of the big companies throughout the Houston area, after about the third or fourth year that we were doing it, saw that these that this was an actual service that they can make money from. Right. And everyone started putting their Christmas lights, and that's when you start seeing Christmas lights all throughout the Houston city of Houston area because people weren't doing it because they didn't want to. So. Uh, we put up Christmas lights, and at the end of us putting up Christmas lights for that Christmas season, we both had to find jobs. Wow. And I asked him, I was like, what are you gonna do? And he was like, man, I'm gonna go fill out a job. They they got a uh, job application, uh, a job position at HEB. And he was like, what are you gonna do? I was like, man, the only thing I know how to do is fish, besides Christmas lights. I didn't really know how to do Christmas lights at the time, but we figured it out. And, uh, I started working at a company uh, in Missouri City, and uh, I worked in the pet department. They hired me that night that I told them, I told my friend that we were going to go and fill out these job applications. I went into a place, and I saw it open. He was like, just go in there and fill out the job application. So I went in there and fill out the job application, and they was like, what is this fish? What is this fish? What is this fish? I always loved fish throughout school, so I named them all. They gave me the job. I got the job that night, and uh, <laughs> and that night they was like, "You start tomorrow." I went in there the next day, and it was in a prestigious area of Missouri City. So, Lake Olympia, yeah, Siena, yeah, Siena. Lake. Oh, I can say the name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lake Olympia Siena Plantation or whatnot, and they weren't selling any. Aquariums they weren't selling any fish really the fish department was slacking and I and I asked myself I was like why is the fish department slacking over here? Like everything else the dogs are making thousands of dollars a day, you know Everything else is making money, but fish is not making anything, right? And I thought about it and I was like, you know, these people Want to buy fish because I see them come over here to my section but They don't know how to take care of the fish They don't know how to set up the aquariums. They don't know how to do these things. And that same entrepreneur uh, spirit that I had, I was like, I went to my boss and I was like, hey, look, I'll set up my own business outside of y'all business and I'll help y'all sell these aquariums that y'all can't sell. Right. And I'll help y'all sell the fish that y'all don't know how to sell. Right. And I'll do this. And he was like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. So I put my business cards on, at the front desk. At your job? At my job. I put my <laughs> business cards at the front desk at my job. And um, and uh, they started selling fish like crazy. They started okay. selling the creams like I told them i will come out and set it up. And I, I, I did my own marketing campaign outside of my job where I had signs all over the city. So
1: this is your introduction to marketing.
0: Exactly. This was my introduction to marketing, and um, and you know, luckily, blissfully, like I met great people along the way. Okay. Um, and you know, I didn't have a lot of money back then. You know, and five thousand dollars. Yeah. No, that money was gone. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, I didn't have a lot of money back then, and um. I had good people throughout the city of Missouri city that we grew up in that would help. Okay. And one guy that I went to, he's still an inspiration to me now. Mm-hmm. He did this logo Okay. and everybody else, like companies from all over the country asked me to do this logo. And I was like, no, nah. this is like near and dear to me because he's no longer with us anymore. Okay. R. R. And yeah. And um, so I was like, you know, I went to him and I was like hey look I only got this That's all I got. yeah this is all I got I, I just got this so he worked with me and he was like man I'm gonna do you the best thing that I do and he did an excellent job with the marketing and I learned marketing on my own like I never went to marketing class in oh. PV I, I, went, I went to school for business uh. but I never went to marketing class I didn't make it that far damn yeah I didn't make it to marketing one-on-one. No, I didn't make it to marketing one-on-one. But I learned marketing like in the streets and I learned I watched other companies and how they marketed themselves. Okay. And I tried to replicate that to the best of my ability and then I was like I can market better than you. Right. And I don't understand why you get paid six yeah. figures to market a, and, and I don't even understand your commercials. You. Like, you know, so um, you know, so I went to him, and I had a lot of help. And that was the introduction that I had to marketing. That was the introduction that I had to business. I always had, you have to have a business mind when you go into business. Okay. And when I say that, and I, I say that in the sense of it being innate to you. It's not something that you can learn. You can't learn the struggles, the trials, and the tribulations that you're going to go through throughout life. Okay. You know, these are things that have to be innate, like a basketball player. Like, I don't care how many times I go out on a basketball court, I'm never going to be a great basketball player. Absolutely. You know, I can learn to get better, but I'm never going to be great. Right. Your you shit. know, so, like, this is something that I knew that I knew how to do. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It didn't matter what arena that I was in, business was my end-all, be-all. You know, it's just, it's the drive. It's it's just what you know. And when you figure out what you know, you know it, and you go after it, and you're going to be, become more successful than anybody else in that arena. So
1: so you say this is your
0: gift? Yeah, it's just a gift. It's just a gift. I don't have to work for it. Like, I, I never learned math. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to even lie. I had a professor, and he tried to teach me math. He still tried to teach me math. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to learn math. I'll, learn. I'll hire somebody that knows math. That's right on. You know, but... I'm going to perfect my gift and anything else that I'm not good at, I'm going to go find somebody else that's good at. So, you know, we went to, we, we started this company and I, and the, the aquarium business took off like it took off, but it didn't really take off, but it took off. Like everybody knew me as the aquarium guy. Right. And they called me, Hey, the aquarium guy, the aquarium guy, the aquarium guy. And I, I couldn't get the title off. It was like, it was like, Mike Epps and um what's the movie? Uh, Friday. Friday. <laughs> Day He can't get that name off. Like right. I couldn't get the name of Aquarium guy off. I, I feel like it was it was really dope, man. Because when
1: you told me like I'm doing aquariums, I'm like, damn. I don't know nobody else doing that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it was, it was so mind blowing. I'm still in school, having a good ass time, and you over here baking bukus of bread uh, or whatever yeah. kind of bread you making. So I I really feel like. Feel like that was really dope for you to do, and um, so we did the aquarium thing, and then the next thing I hear, I say, "I I wonder what Mark's doing." And he say, "Man, he's doing roofs." Yeah. I say, "He doing roofs?" I'm like, "What the fuck?" is that? "Yeah, <laughs> man, he 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 messing with custom right now to get a roof off, shipped over here." Yeah. I say, "Like a, like a roof on the house." And my dad, my dad is a carpenter, you know what I'm saying? So I built roofs, like put shingles on the whole nine. I say, "How the hell?" He's getting a roof shipped from over wherever to Houston to put on somebody's house. Can you can you talk about talk about that?
0: How, I want to know how you knew about that. <laughs> Just, hey, man, I got you, my resources, man. man. You know, I know people that know people. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, all right, so uh, all
1: right.
0: But no, no, it's it's, it's true, man. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he threw me off. Um, no, um, yeah. Well, I was doing. <laughs> one thing always leads to another. Okay. So I was in Siena Plantation and I was doing aquariums. And um one of my customers was like, hey, uh, well, we got a customer, high-end customer, like he played for the um our sports team. We, I was yeah, our sports team. He played for our sports team and he was like, he got an aquarium. But he want to know, like, you know, it's Christmas light, guys, and I heard you did Christmas lights. Can you do his Christmas lights? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do his Christmas lights. And this is going alongside the aquarium thing. Right. And um, I end up doing his aquarium, and then I put up his Christmas lights, and his roof was completely dirty. It was a tile roof. Mm -hmm. And tile roofs in Texas is not really tile. No, like, it's, it's, it's concrete. It's a concrete company that manufactures the concrete right here in Houston, and oh. they make it look like Spanish tile. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, it looks like Spanish tile. And I did this business for a while. And, and like the more right. I did it, he was the first customer, NFL player, that I cleaned his roof. I was like, hey, you need your roof cleaned. He was like, do it. Do it. <laughs> and Love yeah, it, And I did it, and his neighbor was like, man, I need you to do my roof, too. And I did his roof. Okay. And um, uh, it just the word spread throughout the area, and I was like, "This can be a real business too." Roof man, roof man. And now I'm a roof cleaning man.
1: Gotcha.
0: I'm a roof cleaning man because every it's a lot of roofers, but nobody was cleaning roofs. <laughs> okay. So.
1: Neoparty. Yeah,
0: so I was like, I can clean all of these roofs out here. Yeah, so, yeah. so I started cleaning roofs and was the first roof cleaning company in Missouri City. Wait, and, and wait, wait, and I say in Missouri City, in Missouri City, the ro- first roof cleaning company. But in Texas, I was the third roof cleaning company in Texas to actually go out and clean roofs. And the other companies that went out and clean roofs, they clean they call them composition which is shingle roofs the 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 average roof well i was the first company to go out and actually start cleaning tile roofs because tile roofs is a business that never really existed because of the company that manufactured concrete roofs like clay roofs the original spanish italian roofs they don't have to be cleaned oh but the, yeah, the replication of a tile roof needs to be cleaned, okay. just like you go out and pressure wash your driveway. Okay. It has to be cleaned. Right. And I was the first company to go out and start doing that.
1: So you like a
0: Texas legend. No. Yes! Well, okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure,
1: no. you are. You found, you found the crystal lights
0: and clean the fucking roof. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I ain't gonna give myself that much credit. Right, but huh? at the same time, like, the first company to go out and do that And, you know, as I went out and and I did that, the business grew. It blew. I thought the aquarium business blew. I thought the Christmas lights blew. But the roof cleaning business took off like no other. Like, I had one point, point, I'm going to throw out a dollar sign. I had one point where we made $5,000 a day cleaning rooftops easy. And we did that on a consistent basis until it became a thing.
1: Somebody
0: else. Yeah. It it, it 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 became it no you can't patent cleaning something. You can't. Yeah. Right. So like it became a thing. Um and when I and the way I found my help, uh, like I would go out and find guys at Home Depot and I would train them. How to clean these roofs? Okay, and they would go out and they did it, and the word spread just like the Christmas light spread, and you know they started their own thing, and they was like, "We clean roofs too. We clean hey, roofs too. I we feel did they it. Yeah. So yeah. It, so it just it just trickled it trickled down. Okay. You know. Okay. So so, so when
1: you took oh I knew about this, and then I, then I see you with the uh, the day urinals. I was like, man, what the fuck more got going on? Right? <laughs> okay, like, fucking it, man. He just be doing so much stuff. So I, I called you, and I was like, man, you know, you're doing so much things, so many things, and it's like, I need to get in, get in, get in this lane, man, because, you know, I work 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. It's like going mm-hmm. around a Monopoly table the whole time and only collecting $200. So I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not the answer. But my partner... He really is what's the word? I don't really, I don't even know the word, but he's like he's thinking ahead of his time. Like in O2, he talking about selling up hamburgers. I'm out here talking about Hot Boy Ronald, Josephine Johnny. You know what I'm saying? Now I got older, I'm working twelve hour days making making a good amount of money, but he's over here creating jobs for his for his future family, for himself. And and, and having generational wealth, so mm. I, I called Mark and was like, "Mark, what are, what are you, what are you doing?" And he told me about day urinals. I said, "Man, what the fuck is that? Got me a day urnals. <laughs> how the fuck you even come up with that shit?" So, can you talk about how you you know started day urinals?
0: I started day urnal man. man. Um, <sighs> quite frank, like I went out to the bars a lot. Like I like to go out and drink. I like to go out and have a good time. Right and one of my biggest pet peeves was to go out to a bar and a, a restaurant or wherever I went uh-huh. and go to the restroom and I'm looking decent. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I say I'm looking decent. Okay. And yeah, no, I'm not I'm not that fly. I've never been I've never been that dressy, but I I, I I'm looking decent. I don't wanna go out, I don't wanna walk out of the bathroom. It's yes, exactly. I don't wanna walk out of the bathroom with the toilet tissue on my shoes. Oh man, got you. yeah. So, uh, I walk in the bathroom and I'm like, Hey, like, man, like every bathroom that I went to, like, it's urine all over the floor in the bathroom. Like it's, it's just a constant problem. Like we got to do something about this problem. And I made it my priority for a while of doing something about it. And it was just like, I know what that. I, I see another issue. Like, I see another problem. Every situation I've been through, I've seen an issue. Okay. Like, I saw the issue with the aquariums. I saw the issue with the lights. I saw the issue where we didn't have any food on campus. Like, I saw issues, right? you know. And I saw an issue with the fact that everybody stepping in everybody else's urine. Like, it was just a problem. And I'm like, how can we fix this issue? What is the problem? So I went to business owners and I, like, I knew all of them. Like I, I constantly went out and I knew all of them. And I was like, you know, why don't y'all have like a mat on the floor that contains this problem? And everyone gave me the same answer. They was like, the mats that's in the market doesn't work. Like they just like store urine. Like people urinate on them and it's urine on the floor. The bathroom stinks because of the mat. you know, whatever you, whatever. And they're all carpet mats. They're absorbing mats and they say they last a certain amount of time, which they don't like, there's no way that you can urinate on a mat for four months or six. I mean, I'm sorry, for four to six weeks. And that mat is going to still smell fresh. Like there's no way it's going to happen. That's like urinating a baby diaper. And that baby diaper lasts for six months. Like it, it doesn't happen. So I was like, okay, what is the solution to this problem? And uh, I didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. so I pondered on it for a while, and I let it go, like everybody else let problems Don't go.
1: Say
0: he pondered on it. Yeah, I had to ponder on it. I had to ponder on it. Did I say ponder? I didn't say ponder. Yeah, I, did. I pondered. That's you know. But anyway, <laughs> I pondered on it for a while, and I let it go. Like, and I was like, you know, and, and one day I went into my favorite bar. Uh, off of West Timer. No. Oh, off of West Timer? It's West so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I found a mat. Th- um, this is what a, you know the bar mats that you they sit your drinks on when they're making your drinks? Yeah. I walk in the bathroom, I use the restroom, and I walk back out, and they, they pour me up another drink, and he spilled it. He went overboard with my drink, Thank and you. the drink went over. And the mats that they have on the bar actually have, like, grids in them. So anything that go over goes within that grid. Right. And I was like, okay, well, uh, why haven't nobody thought of that mm. for the bathroom?
1: Right.
0: And I was like, man, can I have that? Can I have that mat that you got right there? Okay. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I guess. What you going to do with it? I was like, don't worry about it. Weirdo. That. Yeah, I know. Weirdo. I was a weirdo. <laughs> But I was in a weird bar, so I fit in. Cool. And uh, What do
1: you
0: saying, Coyote No, no, it was worse than that. Okay. Like I'm not gonna name the, bar. Oh, don't name the bar. Yeah, I'm not gonna name the bar, but it was way worse. It was a dive bar. Okay, gotcha. And uh he gave me the mat and I came up with the idea that night. Come
1: on. Two thousand fifteen. Two
0: thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. 2015, I came up with the idea that night. I was like, we're gonna do it like this. And I went to a patent lawyer. Okay. And the patent lawyer was a woman. Okay. And she and the next day, she was like, I love it. Most honest patent lawyer ever. She's like, I love it, but I don't think you're gonna get a patent on this. Mm and i was like well why don't why don't you think i'm going what's, what's,
1: what's a patent
0: lawyer a patent lawyer is a lawyer that specializes in patents you have all types of lawyers you have legal lawyers you have defense lawyers you have litigation lawyers you have patent lawyers you have, lawyers, you have business lawyers okay. it's a lot of different lawyers i got you. and they all specialize in certain things and a patent lawyer specializes in patents like they know if you're going to be able what your like a defense attorney would know your chances of winning a, a criminal case. Yeah. A patent lawyer knows your chances of being able to get in a get a patent. Gotcha. And I went to her, and she told me she was like, "I don't think you're gonna be able to get a patent on this." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "Well, it's simply because the product has no viability." That's mm-hmm. the word that she used, viability. Mm-hmm. And I was like, viability, what do you mean? And she was like, well, a, a, buy, a viable product is a product that can be used in society. Okay. And I was like, well, I think this can be used in society. And I was like, why don't you think I'm going to be able to get a product that's going to be able why, why don't you think this product is going to be able to, yeah, be able to be used in society? And she was like, well, because there's nothing out there like it. Good. Yeah, well, well, you would say it's good, right, right. but a patent lawyer would say it's bad. okay oh,
1: gotcha.
0: You know, so um, she said, hey, look, it's not, it's not going to be, you know, something that people would use. You wasting your time. Yeah, you're wasting your time. And guess what I did? 2015 to 2019. Damn, four years. Yeah, four years. I was like... And she told me this is a patent lawyer. I'm going off of the experts. Right. And the know it alls. Yeah, the know it alls. College students. Yes, exactly. We ain't
1: even really college. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's what I'm saying. We got, we, we got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, I went off for of, I went off of what she said.
1: Right.
0: And it was a honing. I, I call it a honing. Okay. A honing, because. No matter what I did, like, I, I went out th- throughout that four years, like, I was going to open up restaurants. I was going to do this and go and do that and do that. You can't push But at the same time, it was on, you. on me. It was like a spirit on me. Like, I couldn't let it go.
1: Okay.
0: I couldn't let it go. And after four years, and I was like, And these are the things that people don't realize. These are their gifts. These are the things that's sent from God.
1: Come on, man.
0: You know, like when he puts something on you to do, whether it's your show, whether, you know, it's the production guys, you know, that's what he does. Like you have to follow your dreams because people not going to understand your dreams. The world's not going to understand what you're doing, but they will when you manifest that dream and you manifest what you have with inside. So I was like, I went back to her and I was like, you know, we're gonna do this. And she was like, she advised me not to and she get paid for this. You know, patent she, lawyer. Yeah, patent lawyer, she getting paid regardless to whether we get it or not. Right. So I was like, you know what? We're gonna run this patent. I was like, I'm putting everything that I have into it. Everything that I have and stuff that I don't have. So I went to my father-in-law, I went to other people, I went to everybody, and I was like, you know what, I know this is going to work.
1: Right.
0: And it's funny, when people see the passion that you have behind something, they get behind you. They don't care if right. they don't understand. Right. They're going to get behind what you're doing. So we were able to generate oh, upwards to $250,000. Oh, you the man. Yeah, to get this thing started.
1: Okay.
0: And... She was like, my patent lawyer is still at the same time looking out for my best interests. Nah. And she like, I don't think you should. I was like, look, you do whatever you have to do. And, yeah. You have to do, just do what I'm telling you to do, because I got a higher power telling me to oh, do what I'm went. doing, what I'm doing. Why do you do it? Yeah. <laughs> and and she was like, I don't think you're gonna get the patent. I was like, I know we're gonna get the patent.
1: Come
0: on. And it's funny because two uh, September of 2019, she called me and she was like, "I have one question for you. How did you know we were gonna get that patent?" Wow. And I was like, "I knew we were gonna get that patent because it came from a higher power. I I was already told that we was gonna get it from somebody else."
1: Wow. So I I didn't even know you was on that type of spiritual level. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I didn't I didn't to right now I didn't even know. So I've been over here cussing. But I, I really on, I'm, I'm on there with you on,
0: so yeah. I understand. So yeah. keep on. Yeah, so I mean, but you know, it, it's not about that. It's it's just it's just about like I mean, we know what we know, and 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 if some if you have like the faith that that we all should have, like you don't have nothing to worry about. No matter how bad it get, you know it's gonna get better. Yeah. And like I knew. I didn't know that the patent was going to go through, but I knew that something told me to pursue the patent going through. And even if it didn't go through, I told myself, I was like, God, yeah, I was like, my God told me it was going to be okay. It was going to be okay regardless. It was going to be okay regardless. So when that happened and it went through, she was like, are you not surprised? Come on. And I was like, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really okay. surprised. I wasn't really surprised. I, I I couldn't have that surprised aspect because I I knew okay. that even if it went through, even if it didn't go through, it was gonna be okay. Okay, because I reached out to, and you're not gonna believe it, my wife is gonna believe it, but you're not. I started calling other countries. I researched. The number one mat manufacturer in the world, the number one rubber mat manufacturer in the world. Why? Why you
1: didn't look at look into
0: the United United States? States? Well, I didn't look into the United States because we were going through some things, and I needed to find the most viable resource. Okay. For what I was trying to do. And I knew it wasn't going to be in the United States. And I'm sorry for the people that think that they, it wasn't going to be in the United States.
1: Was anybody in, in the United States working with
0: you? No. Not at all. I didn't know anybody in the United States. I didn't know anybody around the world.
1: So you got this just made from someone overseas that you Did not met. know. I in never met him. I fucking
0: I never met him. I never met him. I called several companies on the phone from India, and I never met these people. Uh, and I was like,
1: "How was that? How was that? Like that communication?" The, the
0: communication thing. was better than you thought.
1: I'm gonna say you you're from Mo City. Yeah, a black American. Yeah, from PV Mo City, but you talking to somebody out of the country. Not saying that's not doable, but. Not realistic,
0: I know it's not realistic, but it depends on your definition of realistic it's not it's not realistic and like my wife was like, "What are you doing? like what you're doing is not realistic right. and like I'm up at the time that everybody is asleep, mm-hmm. so India is basically two hours behind us, yes. but on a totally different scale. one o'clock in the morning for us is three o'clock in the evening for them, oh. so I got on the phone, and I and I, I bought a calling card. Wow. I bought a calling card, a global calling card, and I started calling companies from all over the world. How
1: do you even think
0: about that? Think about a call, uh, calling card? Yeah. Well, I, I thought about a calling card because I was like, I can't dial out on a regular line. Yeah. <laughs> I can't dial out on the regular line. Hey, I'm shipping though. Maybe yeah. I'm I didn't no.
1: think about that shit. Yeah.
0: I, I knew I couldn't dial out on my on my cell phone and call India. Right, so right. I was like, I gotta buy a calling card. So I bought a calling card and I bought a calling service and I was like, you know, like I'm just gonna start calling people. And I started calling people in the middle of the night. Everybody thought I was crazy. I did it for six weeks. I was just calling people in the middle, like all night, just calling people. And, um, and finally I found like two companies that spoke English and they knew what I was saying, yeah. what I was trying to do and what I was saying. And, um, they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do business with you, blah, blah, blah. And the first company that I actually ran into, they was like, Hey, look, we're doing an international Matt expo and it's going to be in Atlanta. Yeah. And I was like, it's in Atlanta. And he was like, can you meet me there? And like, I didn't fly anywhere. I hadn't been anywhere in years. Like I'm, I'm from Houston, you know, we don't go anywhere in Houston. I don't know if you ain't know, but, uh, so it, he was like, can you meet me in Atlanta? I was like, sure I can. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I f- literally flew out to Atlanta with one of my friends and I met him there, and, like, I asked my patent lawyer. This is not her job, but I asked my patent lawyer, and and I was like, uh, what should I take out there? And she was like, do you have an NDA? And I was like, an NDA? What's that? And she was like, you know, an NDA is an agreement saying, like, whatever you give to him is confidential, blah, 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 blah. And you can't sh- uh, sorry, share with anybody. And I was like, no. Can you draw it up for me? And she was like, that's not what I do. I'm not that type of lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I need you to be that type of lawyer for right, me right now. right now. And she was like, Mark, I'll do it for you because I see your passion behind what you're doing. That's not
1: That's not.
0: Yeah. So she drew up an NDA, and this is not her job. She drew it up. I took it out there, and I flew out there with my friend, and we signed it. And, like, this is all on a whim. And um, he signed it. And that night that he signed that, he saw a urinal mat. This is a guy that manufactures globally. Mm-hmm. He, he manufactures for every continent in the world, and he had never heard of a urinal mat. Wow. And other companies had heard of urinal mats, but they didn't have the foresight to see what I was trying to do. Right. So when he saw that urinal mat, he got a hundred percent behind what I was doing because he had never seen this. And
1: I'm telling you, dog, Christmas lights, no, hamburgers, Christmas lights, and uh what did what we say? Uh,
0: aquariums, now I'm telling you you are, you are a man. Yeah, I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm
1: tripping, dog, let me know if I'm tripping, dog. No. You
0: are- I mean, I don't brush I don't paint myself with that brush at all. Like I just let me tell you what I do. Like wow. I, I because the things in society that we see right now uh, are simple. And like and, and right now I go off of I listen to this every day. I listen to Zig Ziglar. Right. I listen to Earl Nightingale. I listen to uh Napoleon Man. Hill. And right now in the society that we live in we really have no competition if there's no competition globally we don't have competition and when i say globally we don't have competition because a basketball player hardest time to become an nba star is before he becomes an nba star and then most of them relax and kobe Bryant said this in one of his interviews they relax because after they become an NBA star, they don't push themselves like they would to the next level, the next level because they already think that they've gained success. Gotcha. And that's the same thing that corporate America does. And that's the same reason why it's the evolution of business is so slow. Gotcha. It takes forever for things to come out when in actuality, things new things should be coming out every day. And this shouldn't even amaze people because people have thought of these things. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? But the problem with society today is no one actually acts on those things. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, everybody has ideas constantly every day. And every day those are million dollar ideas. Right. But they don't act on them because society dumbs people down to what society should be right. what they feel like society should be and if everybody constantly pushed one another to that next level do you know what society would look like wow. that's what that's basically all it means
1: gotcha. so how was the interaction when you met the guy from my uh, uh in, in Atlanta the Indian guy how was the interaction
0: he was like it's always surprising. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's always surprising. But um, when when he saw me, he was like, "Man, he was like, this guy looks like me. We look the same." Because oh, really? he's from, he's from South India. In South India, their color is just like ours. So
1: what? What North
0: India? North India is lighter. Wow. Yeah. You know that? Yes. Okay. Well, then look at our continent. Gotcha look at our continent everything south is darker everything north is lighter oh
1: you put
0: me on game yeah okay so
1: so tell me about your mats tell me what is it
0: okay well the mat the idea well the general concept of a mat was they were to manufacture a mat and the mat was a disposable mat every mat in the industry right now is disposable yeah. You have to throw the whole thing away. Right. It's a piece of plastic. It doesn't stay in place. Mm-hmm. It's not it it just doesn't make sense. That and, and I'm not shunning anyone's product, but I'm just gonna make sure that everybody knows that it doesn't make sense. Right. I thought long and hard about it. It didn't take me that long to think about a mat that made sense. And I just wanna throw that out there. I'm not trying to make anybody feel stupid. But um to come out with a mat that you didn't have to throw away the whole mat because every morning people don't throw away their doormats. Sure. You know, how can you come up with a mat that you can dispose of the waste but at the same time keep the mat in place? That that was the whole idea of the mat. And you want a heavy-duty mat, it has to be a two-piece mat. Right and uh so the two-piece mat we came up with was a grill gotcha. like a grill george fulmer grill. uh and i was like well we're gonna manufacture the mat the way that this is and he was like well how are you gonna get that pad manufactured because nobody manufactures pads we don't manufacture pads and how are you gonna come up with a pad that doesn't seep through so I reached out the same way I reached out to my mat manufacturer, I reached out to China.
1: China?
0: China. Well, you are, you global. And I was like, I told them what I wanted to do. It took me about four months for them to be able to come up with a prototype. I reached out from everyone from the meat packing company that you put your, you know, that you buy your meat in and it absorbs the All liquid right. yeah. to oil absorption companies. And um, one company, I I told them, I was like, I don't know what your budget is, but this product is going to change the world. And they was like, no. And I was like, it's going to change the world. You have to have faith in something that's new. And this was during the COVID situation.
1: 2020.
0: Yeah. No, this was 2029. COVID hit China in 2019. It did. Yeah. So this was during that, and I was like, y'all market is about to crash. And I knew the market was going to crash there. you you ahead of your time, bro. And and I was like, when y'all market crash, this is going to be the only product selling. Only thing that's going to be selling is sanitation and pre-COVID situations because I knew that COVID wasn't going to stay in China because we live in a global society. And they was like, and someone in that company, her name is Yvonne, uh, yeah, in China, yeah, I know, but her name is Yvonne, and she was like, she said she had the foresight to see what I was telling her, and she was like, how much money do you want to put behind this? And I was like, well, I don't really have any money to put behind it like that but i need you to understand what we're doing because our product is about to change the world and we we the the everything global is about to change and this is going to be the evolution of a new industry that never existed globally my mad manufacturer saw it back in 2019 early she saw it around 2019 november so I put them two together. They never met each other. I kept them, you know, separate. separate, But, yeah, but we worked on this. And three months into it, she developed the pad, which no one has this pad in the world. This is something that we developed ourselves and patented ourselves. But you can't patent a pad. So I got with my patent attorney, and I told my, my patent attorney, I guess. And I told her, I was like, we can't patent this pad. And I went home and she was like, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to protect, because we can protect the mat, but we can't protect the pad. And the pad is where the money is because they buy these pads all the time. Right. And I went home and I thought about it back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, why do we have to protect the pad when we can protect the design? The design, the way it's shaped, the way it looks, yeah. the way it so are so deep yeah deep, so we 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 got a design pattern on the way that this pad is no other pad that's shaped like this okay. that has this particular shape wow. it's not about the way it works, it's about the the shape of it, okay. so basically. The utility patent that we have on this mat protects the design patent that we have on the pads. Gotcha. And we took this to a few companies. They didn't really believe in what we were doing. They didn't
1: see the vision. They
0: didn't see the vision. And I saw the vision, so I kept pushing forward. I kept pushing forward. Because you gotta push forward through what oh, other people don't see.
1: Earl Nightingale. And, yes.
0: Um, Zig Ziglar. Zig Yeah, Earl yeah. Brown. Yes. Every morning. Every morning. Every morning.
1: Every morning. Every morning. I've been on it. I I was on on those books before you I mean, you you and I talked, but then I fell off. And you're not supposed to be
0: and did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had. <laughs> yeah, you
1: told me, you say. I'm ready when you, whenever you're ready. I was like, man, I've been, I've been bullshitting. I've been bullshit. see you need to get back on it. I'm on that Zig Ziglar, Earl Nightingale, Les Brown, and some more books. Mm-hmm. I know, um, uh, Claude Anderson. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, you're right, bro. I, I thank you for you checking me the way you did because I needed to be checked. Even that Denzel Washington YouTube thing. Yeah. I needed everything that you did that day was right on time because I have a passion, but I haven't been able to to do it. Mm-hmm. But your chicks was like, "Bro, what the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. So
0: it chicks checks and balances, man. Right. We have to have those because I have to have them. Right. And I have to. I mean, everybody. We all like fall off, like, and you know, you got people that go to church. Right. And they lose I, i'm not going to say they lose their spirituality but
1: on the fence yes it's hard
0: right. it's hard it's like going to the gym every day like if you skip that gym exercise it's going to be so much easier for you to skip that next one
1: right 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 so you got you got the man you got everything going on i have a good friend of mine that has a business and that uh that person tells me that uh, she struggles to to learn how to, to know how to pay herself. How do you pay yourself with your mad business? How do you, how do you orchestrate
0: that? I don't. You don't? I don't pay myself.
1: Damn, I needed something good to be like, man, I told him I'm gonna figure it out for you, homie.
0: No, I don't pay myself. Like, I don't know when I made money. Mm. And, and 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 that's a, that's a problem with most business people is they feel like as soon as they made like as soon as they brought cash in that's theirs mm-hmm. like that's not your money right. that's your business money
1: okay and so how you separate the two because you an entrepreneur and, and you, you have a a, a lovely family a, a wife and twin boys or you know so you have to pay yourself
0: mm, no no let me tell you let me tell you what I let me tell you the secret to my success the secret to my success is my family, okay, because my wife is completely one hundred percent supportive okay to what i do okay and 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 this is gonna like stream off topic, but most business people and i'm not not just business people, most people in general don't understand the structure of a family okay a structure of a family is not only your strength that you bring into that family, but the support that comes from that family. Okay. And my wife has been the most supportive person in every endeavor that I've ever been into that she made me feel like on, I lady. can like accomplish any dream that I've ever aspired to have. Come on. And so like <laughs> fortune 500 companies try to break you. Okay. Based off of what they think that they know about you. Okay. And my wife has been that backbone to everything that I've done to break what they thought they knew that I they thought that I, that I needed. Gotcha. Now the world has made people feel like they need certain things. They make you feel like you need these type of shoes. They make you feel like I come in here, like I'm just me. Okay, so I don't need those things. That's not what I need. Gotcha. But I do have necessities and everybody does gotcha. and my wife has been the backbone behind my business that support my necessities and you have all of these athletes and celebrities that you know everybody shun every time you know something arises and they like well she wasn't there you made this that's not my situation. My wife if Anything ever happened between me and my wife and my relationship, she deserves half. Okay. And I'll give her that.
1: We're we not even speaking into, into existence. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm just saying. No, okay. we're not, we not going to speak that into not. existence. But I'm just saying, like, and this is what the strength is built behind a healthy family and a healthy business. Because if you don't have a healthy family, it's really difficult to have a healthy business.
1: Okay. So with this business right here, you, you learned marketing with uh, the other entrepreneurships you had. What was the biggest struggle that you had with Day uh, Young? Know, the biggest one?
0: The biggest struggle that I had and I still have? <laughs> yes. Okay. Is really believing that what I'm doing is possible. Really believing what I'm doing is possible. Okay. Like, I mean, like, I've seen what I've done so far.
1: Okay.
0: And it's amazing. It amazes me.
1: Gotcha.
0: And that, the only thing that motivates me is the fact that I can't believe that I got this far.
1: Gotcha.
0: But my aspirations and my dreams, I was flying back from Germany on a Matt expo that, I, that my Matt manufacturer he was like, yeah, we need you to come out here and blah, blah, blah. And I did it. And, like, it amazed me. Like, the fact that I was able to accomplish so much, gotcha, gotcha. just based off of faith okay and it, it, that's what it boiled down to was faith like it, it, it the biggest struggle that anyone has in business is faith, gotcha. it's keeping that faith, and you have to keep that because if you don't if you lose your faith, you lose everything
1: gotcha, okay, gotcha yeah so, all right, so we have going what do you want to say to your to the people that who may watch this? You have the 10 seconds to tell people about your business, why they should should, uh, subscribe or try to purchase a mat. What would you say to them?
0: Try the competitors' mats.
1: So (laughs) who is the number one mat person in UNRMATs in the United
0: States of America or in the world? Well, I can't say their name. Okay, don't say their name. But I'm just going to say it's two. Uh, le- man, it, it's, it's two mat- uh, it's, is two leading Matt is two leading, uh, facilitators that facilitate all, I would say nine, well, 80% of business in the United States and they're the only co- competitors and they're really not competitors to me. Okay. So we don't have any com- so competition.
1: Where are you? Where are your mates go- globally? You in the United States and anywhere else?
0: United States, India, China. Australia, Canada, and the United Kingdom and we're coming to Africa.
1: Damn boy, I, that, that, that from O'City.
0: From Missouri City. From
1: Missouri City. <laughs> hey man. Hey, well I wanna say thank you for coming and being my first guest man. I mean, you had to be my first guest. I'm fucking with you and I wanna say thank you. I wanna say thank you for coming on the process and talking about the process of doing your life or uh, cause uh your life see the entrepreneurship and also day units so I wanna say thank you again Mark for coming to being my guest the process the
0: process the process process. Uh, welcome to the process I say you gotta trust her uh cue the interview I got some shit to say how persistence about this business really got me here today kicking game it's a podcast but this here
1: different. Get you with some hidden gems.